0: Welcome to another episode of Disciplology, a podcast where we talk about all things discipleship. Chris and Mary, today we're gonna talk about one of my favorite things, is service. So growing up, I went to a church where the entire town banded together and we did something called the Great Days of Service. It was a week-long mission trip, but it was all in town, right? And so we would go and we would rake leaves or paint houses or whatever. you could really see the effects on our little town. Uh, so service to me is a checklist. Like I can, I can mark that out. I'm a very task-oriented person. I want to put that check mark next to it. I can do things. Usually service is manual labor, and I can do that too, right? What does the gift of service, what does that really look like? What does that look like in the church, Chris?
1: It's a checklist. <laughs> no. Service, I think you're right. I think you can definitely go there. Um, you know, I think about with mission trips and serving in the city that uh, a lot of times if, if, if we build it the wrong way, then it becomes something that is just a checkoff on my spiritual journey I have now served. I've served my community. I've served the community in Africa. Um, we're a, a true sense of service is, you know, we talked about it in another podcast about spiritual gifts. It's about edifying, serving the body, serving the church body, serving the community that we're in and not expecting something back. Uh, we used to call drive by missions hmm. when you wanted something like you would serve this family and then pose with them on the front porch right. so you could get a get a photo op. That's not what true service is, right? It's about um, being Jesus in the community that you happen to find yourself, whether that's the community that you live in, your small group meets in, your church meets in, or you're in a short-term missions trip or a long-term missions trip, you're being the you're being the hands and feet of Jesus to the people around you, whatever that looks like. Yeah. That's great.
0: Uh, so you talk a little bit about the taking the photo with the group as you leave. I don't think memories are a bad thing, right? But how do you have humility? when you go somewhere or even when you stay in your own town, when you're doing service, how do you, how do you keep humility?
2: Man, that can be really challenging. I think because of just the culture that gets built around these like moments of service. I think what we really need as a church is to transition from this like service mentality where service is something that happens in a very uh, distinct time frame sure. to expand into service is something we do all the time. A lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Right. So I think about a family who had an accident after church on Wednesday night and our in my local church. And so um, it's as easy as just texting them and saying, like, what can we do? Can I bring you dinner tonight? Um, but often service is not uh, convenient. And so it's taking those moments out of your day to look around and say, what is the need here? How can I serve? Um, and so, and I, I think in a lot of cases, those are the moments where it's a lot less flashy. You're not going to post that on Instagram. No one's going to applaud you for that moment. Uh, but it is humbly saying, what, what can I do to help here?
0: Well, how, how does service uh, or how does it become harmful? Can it become harmful?
1: I think it can. Um, I don't know. If you, I think we talked about this before, but you guys have read the book uh, When Helping Hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not going to go into the book, but it talks about how when it becomes more about the server than the servee. I don't know if that's a word. Servee, sure.
2: Why not? Gets the point across.
1: <laughs> the person being served. Then it definitely can do do harm. I mean, there are stories of of taking mission trips and – um going into communities where they where they they don't know the background they don't know the the different um mores of of the community and just completely wiping over that with whatever they're doing and so putting people out of jobs or creating this um the sense of handouts that is going to permeate after that group has left so there's a lot of ways that when serving isn't done with the right heart the right motivation the right training. And, you know, when it comes to that type of serving, it definitely can, can be hurtful.
2: I think you're touching on a really important idea too, is that we can do things with the right motives and the right heart, and it still not be the right fit hmm. for a community. It might not be the need that needs to be met. And so there is a significant amount of asking questions of research that has to happen when we're talking about serving in those ways.
1: I mean, I'll be honest, I've been on short-term mission trips and we'll be building something, you know, a school building or something. And it's, it, I, I have held a hammer twice in my life, I think. And both of those times were on mission trips. And I'm in the middle of it thinking, why am I doing this when well, I'm sure there are people who live here who could do this much better and need the work than me coming over and having this demonstration of, look at me, I am, I'm building this. And so I think this, there, there is, there's a right, and there's a wrong way to do it.
0: Let's talk about community and how community works really well in service. So uh, one one story that I remember from my uh, youth, we were supposed to rake all the leaves from several houses around, and we ended up raking all of those leaves into one giant pile. And then it was a youth group and we all started playing in the leaves and it was fun, but that memory is great for the service aspect, but it also was great for just the community of my youth group. It was fun activity. Uh, how can communities come together and and build together one another
1: i've seen it over and over we um, We had something at our church we called serve Saturdays mm-hmm. and so three or four times a year we would get together, mostly small groups mm-hmm. that would go out and just serve the community, so we would have all these projects and partnerships that we had around the community where we would go in and just serve and always coming out of that there was community built um, it was discipleship honestly because people were serving together and the groups that would do it on a consistent basis were the groups that were the strongest were the ones that stayed together that served each other because they served others and I think it was built out of that that community feeling of serving together I mean Uh, groups that go on mission trips together, usually bond. That's right. I mean, I remember coming back and and staying together with people just because Mm -hmm. I spent a week with them and I want to continue to do life with them. So there is something about just serving together brings a community together.
2: Absolutely. Our church doesn't do serve Saturdays, but instead each group adopts a particular ministry. And so we've seen the same thing. We've seen stronger groups. We've also seen those particular ministries in our uh, in our town really grow. So our community group is able to pack bags for kids who don't have food on the weekends. And just hearing the stories of like, hey, here are the kids that are taking these home um has been something that I think has brought service to the forefront of like, oh, it doesn't actually take a lot of effort to really make a difference in someone's life that we can spend a couple of extra bucks at the at the grocery store and change a weekend for a kid. Um, and so I think what's helpful too is to know, hey, you don't have to spend a couple of thousand dollars to go overseas. You don't have to take a whole week off of work to do Habitat for Humanity or whatever it is that you want to do, that it, it can be this every week everyday moment that is honestly pretty easy to incorporate into your day if you just think about it.
1: And you never know where it's going to lead eventually. Yeah. I mean, there was a community um, basically kind of across the street from where our church met for a while. And the community, uh, it was not a great place to be. It was drugs, gangs. It was just a, a kind of a, a dangerous Poor part of the community. And a few of our small groups decided to basically serve that community on their own. So they went over monthly and they just did basic things like clean streets, offer um, batteries, light bulbs, um, paper, you know, things that, that families needed. And the big deal is they stayed consistent with it. So they just did it every month, every month, gathered more small groups, more small groups got involved. Eventually, um, we planted what we called a dream center in the middle of that community that had a food bank, had a dental clinic, had uh, all these services for single moms, financial things. And it changed that community mm. because just a couple of small groups decided they've got to go and do something on a consistent basis to serve. And uh, it's still it's still there. It's still That's there. awesome. Yeah.
0: I think y'all make a really good point there in that when I think about service, I tend to think about the giant mission trip. Mm-hmm. Let's go and let's build that school, right? Yeah. But service can be the, the lunches or mm-hmm. a community center, right? It's the, it's the ability to be intentional, again, to just see it. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to see the need that needs to be met. And then you need to meet that need. You need to help yep. with that need. Yep. So this isn't something that needs to be grandiose, right? We can find opportunities to serve every single day.
1: Yep. I'd love to know from Mary, just I, with, with families, with kids, what are some ways to kind of get that, that sense of serving into your kids?
2: Yeah, I think for us so far now, again, I've mentioned many times, our kids are still pretty small. And so for us, that's uh, serving together at like, a local food bank where they can do the work. There are a lot of different service opportunities that even really small kids can be a part of. So if we're uh, throwing a block party for uh, Easter, which is something our church does often in a couple of different areas in our community, they can come and they can play, you know, play games with kids or they can uh, serve in different ways, even as a four and five-year-old. And so opening up those opportunities and talking about them of Why we serve, Uh, we serve because we were first served, we Mm -hmm. serve because that's the example of Christ. And so uh, what we hope is that we we raise kids who love to serve and we are kind of in that season where they love to help. And they get really mad when we're like, please don't help us fold clothes anymore because you're making a bigger mess than if we would just do it. Um, And so, but they love to help. And so we want to give them opportunities to help and not just kind of shut that down and assume, oh, we'll do that when you're 12 to 15 and you can do bigger things or you can go on trips. But that there are opportunities now, even for the smallest kids.
1: And that's where it really starts. It has to start in the home. Yeah. But the example of the parents leading the kids, and if they see that um, spirit of servant servanthood, then they're mm-hmm. more likely to do it down the road. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Continuing in that, it's it's that lifestyle, yeah. right? It's the lifestyle of intentionality. It's a lifestyle of service. A lifestyle of seeing the need. Mm-hmm. Really good guys. Really good. These are smart ones. Thank you for watching Discipleology. If you check out Discipology.com, you can find a slew of different resources there, and we will see you next week.